Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Thursday, August 5th, and I'm Blair Kirkpatrick. On today's show, we head back to Chiefs training camp at Missouri Western and catch up with coaches and a player. It's been a while since we've heard from the coordinators, and today you'll hear the entire interviews with defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. They spoke on different days this week, Spags on Wednesday and EB on Monday, so there is some comments from them about that particular day's workout. But there's also good information about their impressions of players. Spags tells us about the progress of the young linebackers and drops a name of an undrafted rookie free agent that we should be paying closer attention to. The enemy brings us up to date on offensive line changes and how he views the running game. And then we'll hear from a player. Wide receiver Darius Shepard looks to become the latest homegrown talent to make the roster. Shepard attended Blue Springs High. He played for Chris Kleiman at North Dakota State, and he spent two seasons with the Packers before signing with the Chiefs. Hey, on a technical note, because of social distancing requirements in the interview area, you'll hear the questions being asked from distance. There isn't a microphone for reporters, but there's no issue with the responses from the coaches and players. So let's get started from Chiefs camp. Here's Steve Spagnolo. Good to see everybody, or at least most of everybody still got the mask. All right, I don't, I'm not really, uh, as normal, I don't usually say too much at the beginning. I'm pleased with the work. I'm glad we're here. It's, been, it's great to be, uh, I'm like Andy, I like to be away at training camp. So um, we're in our element, which is great. So with that, I'll open it up. You had said during OTAs, I remember I asked you how excited you were to get Bolton and Willie Gay out here, yeah. and you, you expressed some enthusiasm for that to happen. Two days now with pads on and obviously with Willie suffering the concussion, but besides that, yeah. where is your enthusiasm now since you've seen them out here? Yeah, listen, I'm excited about all the guys. You know, I don't like to point out, too. I know their names come up a lot because they're both young, and Nick we just got this year, but I will say this, both of those guys work work as hard as anybody else on the defense. So real pleased, real pleased. What about Devin Key? What are you seeing out of Devin? I tell you what, Devin Key is, uh, I think, Brett Veach and his guys did an excellent job identifying him. He's an undrafted free agent. Uh, but we, I think he's an instinctive guy. Uh, he, he's in tune to everything. We got him playing a couple of spots just to find out what he's all about. And uh, really impressed right now. We'll see what he does in a game. We preface all these comments, right, by the fact that we can't do anything live, really, and it's not a game. But right now, I think he's doing a nice job. position, you've moved Legereus around from the slot to the outside. Yeah. How do you feel just about the group in general and the way that the guys are able to... About the whole group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, that's a challenging thing that uh, I'll start with Legereus, what he's doing, to play inside most downs, and all of a sudden, when we change the package, he's outside. But he's handled it real, real well. If you guys remember last year, he was outside at the beginning, got hurt. When we brought him back, we wanted to get the best 11. That was hard, learning nickel in the middle, but he's doing an excellent job. The whole group, obviously, is led by Tyron, and he keeps those guys together. I, I really like watching the guys that haven't been here before, Mike, and I know uh, DeAndre Baker's been here, but he hasn't been out there a lot because of the injury. So it's all coming together. It's going to take a while. We're early in the process, but happy with the way those guys are working. Uh, last time we talked, you were talking about Chris Jones and trying to figure out maybe what the best way to use him was. Yeah. Did you learn anything through the first week or whatever at camp, including a couple of practices and that? Yeah, I mean, I, listen, we're going to try to, on 
when we think or know they're going to run it, we're going to try to have the most stout guys out there we can. That doesn't always work out that way. But Chris is going to have to play multiple spots, just, just the way it is. Uh, we have that. You know, Turk's going to have to do the same. Mike Dana's probably going to have to do the same thing. So the more flexible, flexible we can be, especially with big guys, uh, the better off we'll be. Now, our, our defense has quite a bit of volume, and so there's a challenge in learning two spots. But I think Chris has handled it pretty well to this point. Uh, switching the end positions where Clark is sometimes on the right and then the push the left, that seems to be new. What's, what, are you, what are you looking for? In, well, in, in the yeah, not real new. Um, some packages will have that, you know, and some won't. Uh, it, it just depends on what I call, what we're looking to get, um, and it's really dictated by what the offense brings out. That, that outside position across from Ward and the nickel between Hughes and Baker and it looked like Fenton yeah. yesterday. It's just enough for grabs open competition. It's, it's a, probably a good way to say it right now, and it is good competition right now. Now, DeAndre wasn't out there today, but um, all three of those guys are working hard. Rashad takes on the added responsibility of having to play some nickel. Uh, the other two guys stay out there the whole time, but uh, pleased right now for what those, those three guys are doing. How do you challenge... Tyron Matthew this year, uh, given how much success he's had the last two years with you, how do you keep pushing him forward? Yeah, he's, re he's really not that easy to – I mean, it's not that hard to challenge because he wants a challenge. Like, he embraces the challenge. I mean, you know, I might send him a video of himself and say, what do you think he – I try to challenge him with what he's seeing. Um, those those kind of guys, those elite – you know, he's one of those elite players um, – in a lot of ways, they challenge themselves. They find things to do out there. I mean, I, sometimes I swear, you'd have to ask him if he does this, but sometimes I swear to God, he waits a little bit, lets the receiver beat him, and then plays catch up because that's challenging him more. Um, but I think those guys challenge themselves really good. For a guy like Nick Bolton, how difficult is it for a rookie disposition to grasp the playbook enough to where you trust him enough to put him on the field? Yeah. Real difficult. I think uh, Matt House and Alex, Coach Flagels here, I think those guys are doing a terrific job with him. He's another guy, um, young guy, right? First year in the system, and he's playing more than one, multiple, multiple, multiple spots, but he's doing a really good job. Sometimes when that happens, their, their feet, you know, you get the brain cluttered, right? Ties up their feet a little bit. He doesn't seem to do that. He doesn't know everything mentally right now, but he's, he's still making a lot of plays out there, so that part's good. Yeah, it's, you know, listen, the D-line is the hardest one for me because of the, the way we practice, right? All teams have to do that. Now, now today, uh, we get after it a little bit. I haven't seen the film. But listen, in, in all defenses, you know, ours included, it all begins up front. I think the, the more solid you can be up there, the more depth you can be there, the better off you're going to be as a defense, I think. Coach Reed says it all the time. It's about the bigs, and it'll be about the bigs there. I'm, I'm glad we got the guys we got, Jay Reed, the whole crew. Um, they're working. I need to watch the film again. There's some things I weren't real happy about, so I'm hesitating here, you know, but I'll, I'll know when I watch the tape. I mean, it said that boy, rad and stuff. We're going to be able to do a lot of things. Will you look different to, to, to the idiots like us in the media when we <laughs> see you during the season? Do you feel appreciably? You're not giving yourself enough credit, number one. Um, I, I don't know that it'll, I, I don't think it's going to look any different. Um, we're hoping that the little tweaks that we have will make a difference because there's some areas we need to get better in, and that's what we're hoping for. But the, what, the, listen, to their credit, to the players' credit, there is a little bit more volume, but you do that. 
when you have guys returning, and, and I think that helps us be a better defense. Andy, as, a, as an offensive guy, coaches, quarterbacks, is not concerned about interceptions, but you as a defensive guy, especially like when your linebackers are making plays, how big is that just for you, for the individual player, but also just setting a tone this time of year that your defense is doing? Yeah, I, listen, a turnover, we all know about the turnover stats and how they relate to, relate to winning in this, in this league. And if we can create those, we'll be a better football team. I think a turnover, now we're competing against our offense, but a turnover gets everybody fired up. Right? Maybe not the guys in the red jerseys right now, but as far as the team goes. So when that happens, you know, I'm, I'm as pumped up as everybody. It's, we're competing. You know, they like it when they get a touchdown. Here's the only thing that, that strikes me intriguing here with the fans. I hear loud roars when they complete a pass. They're not quite as loud when we pick the ball off or when we... They incomplete it, or uh, that's just me. Following up on the Tyron Matthew point where you said he kind of maybe like fakes a little bit with the, the quarterback. Uh, in the course of your career, it's been a long time. How rare is his football IQ? Uh, no, that's very rare. You don't get a lot of guys like him. Um, but i tell you what it does. Because he's like that and embraces it, I, you see that the other guys around him who might not normally have taken on the mental part of it, chin to the hairline. I see more guys doing that. That's a huge help. Players tend to respond a little bit better to players than they necessarily do to some old guy telling them what to do. With Willie Gay, are you seeing maybe the, the benefit that he would have had from the offseason like last year? No, no question. Yeah, that, they, the OTAs in the offseason for Willie was huge. Um, I'm hoping, you know, going through this whole process so we can get back to normal football, normal offseason, and he can even grow better. But love his energy. I mean, you guys see him and have talked to him. He's, he loves ball. That's a good thing. Good place to start. Okay, good. Thanks. Yeah. We did talk with Charlie here shortly, and I know he, had a, he was having a pretty good year last year before the injury. How confident are you that he can step right in based on his health? And yeah, you tackle what you're talking ball. about, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we, it would hurt that we lost. Anytime you lose edge rushes, that's set you back a little bit. The guys that stepped in there, I thought, did a nice job. But And he's working through it. You know, we got some guys with some injuries last year that it doesn't just run back out there and you're back to square one again. So I think he's fighting through that. We'll see where he, where he gets to. We're, we're glad we got him. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. 
now let's hear from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Yes, everyone's having a heck of a camp, as Bieniemy likes to say, but he also spoke to the importance of versatility in trying to make the team and even got a little cosmic. You'll hear it. How you guys doing? It's good to see everyone in person. This is some good stuff, okay? Uh, it feels good to be back out here for training camp. The guys are working hard. Uh, obviously, we're just going to continue chopping wood. We know what our goals are and expectations, but it don't mean nothing if we don't take care of business on a day-to-day basis. So with that said, I'm all ears. Eric, just today with practice, I saw you getting a little animated out there with the way they were performing. Just still overall kind of giving you what you're just the way you thought Well, obviously, you know, being a competitor, we all want it to be perfect. But we understand the ebb and flow of practice. Sometimes you have good days. Sometimes the, the, the guys on the other side have uh, good days. The only thing that you want to see is guys making sure that they continue to play with the, uh, the effort that we expect them to play with. And then when it's all said and done, we'll, we'll coach it up on tape and just clean it up. So today we didn't have a, a, a very good day, but I'll have an opportunity to really evaluate it once we go in there and take a look at it on tape. This is still early, and I know the path of tomorrow, but... From Lucas Niang to Trey Smith to Creed Humphrey, just what have you seen that's given you confidence in what those guys can do moving forward? You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about those young guys. Coach Heck is a, is a hell of a coach. He does a great job of communicating. He's done a great job over the years of teaching. Uh, he has a way with those guys. Those guys are doing a good job. Are they right where we need them to be right now? No, but that's what training camp is for. In fact, you know, as bad, <laughs> you know, as, as you hate to see mistakes made, it's almost good because now you can go out there and, and take a look at it on tape and have those guys learn from their mistakes. So right now, these guys are doing a heck of a job. They're learning the strain to finish. And when it's all said and done, with Coach Heck is doing an outstanding job of collectively getting those guys to learn how to play together. Laurent Duvernay Tardif this a couple days ago, but because all three of them are playing together, mm-hmm. is that somewhat beneficial than it just being one rookie with four veterans in camp like this? It, it forces all of them to be accountable to one another because at that position, you have to communicate. You have to have awareness, and you got to stay in contact with each other. So it forces those guys to talk to one another, which is a great thing. So all the little things that they're not doing is going to help them as we continue to build. What have you seen, if anything, from Nicole Harden to let you know he's ready for a bigger role if you guys choose to use him that way this year? You know what? McCole's done a great job of coming back to camp in shape like he always does, but you're still seeing that explosive power. He's working on his releases, and he's just fine-tuning the little things. We're excited about him. Not only are we excited about him, but also, too, you got McCole. He knows he has Pringle on his back, D-Rob, uh, you know, a number of guys, uh, Cornell, um, I'm a Callaway, and I mean, the list continues, but McCole is doing a heck of a job. He's working hard, and he's working on the details to help him to improove each and every day. Was that a wrong route or a bad, a bad ball? Which one? I'm sorry. The first interception, one that was kind of over the middle, a little bit on the left. Mm-hmm. There. I, I put it this way. In my opinion, from what I remember, it was just a poorly executed play. We need to execute better. So. Jarek McKinnon, um, what, what sort of different element does he bring to the running back? You know what, Jarek has, has been in this league for, for a number of years. He brings experience, okay? He brings a special teams play because he's been a four-phase special teams player. On top of that, the kid's just a dynamic football player. So I think with him being in that room, he's going to help uh, uh, D. 
And he's going to help Clyde. He's going to help those guys to grow. But on top of that, he can help us in many different ways, giving us a nice little change of pace. Eric, I wanted to ask you about the, the draft picks. What, what are your initial impressions of both uh, Noah Gray and then Cornell Powell? You know what? Those guys are working hard every day. They're doing a hell of a job. Are they right where we need them to be? Not quite. But I will say this. Every day I'm seeing them improve upon something. Now, are they making mistakes? Yes. Mistakes happen. And like I said, you want to encourage them because when they do make a mistake, it's not about that particular play. It's what are they going to do the next time they have an opportunity to get out there. So the good thing is, is that both those guys are working their tails off. They've found a way to make plays each and every day. And so the thing that we want them to do is just to continue to strive to be at their best. Than you say, <laughs> Listen, I'm not getting into that. If he wants to race him, you know, so be it. I don't know when that's going to take place. It'll probably take place sometime next offseason. But I'll be curious to see Usain Bolt run. Now, here's the thing. I truly believe that Tyreek can run. When we start talking about these legends, I'm going to err on the legend. And I love Tyreek, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to err on the, the Olympic gold medalist, you know what I mean? And, and that's not to say I don't love him. You know what I mean? I love Tyreek, but I'm going to err on the legend. Eric, how, how much of a difference do you see in Clyde Edwards-Alaire this year, this training camp, compared to his, his rookie training camp? You know what? He's doing a heck of a job. He's, he's obviously it's year two, so he understands exactly where we want him in the past game. So it's good seeing him get out there and mix it up a little bit. He has a better understanding of what's going on with the protection. So he's doing a good job in the run game, as he always does. But I think overall, he's just finding his rhythm because now it ain't the first time that he's doing it again. You know what I mean? It's now he's done it. He's been there. He's had an opportunity to evaluate himself throughout the offseason. And now he's just out there being comfortable and playing football. Darius Shepard after a mandatory minicamp, you know, a local kid from Blue Springs. What, what, what intrigued y'all about him to, to bring him in the camp to get a look at him? You know what? The kid is a sharp kid. He's a very smart kid. Joe's doing a heck of a job with him, with all those guys, obviously. And um, the thing that I love about him, wherever you put him in, he finds a way to make the play the right way. He runs very good routes. He has a little quick uh, twitch in him. And also, too, the kid has great hands. So he's been fun to watch and he's been fun to work with. I'll say this, if our guys are not uh, striving to be at the best, then there's a problem. So, yes, everybody wants to go undefeated, and that's a huge challenge, okay? But if we're not striving for perfection, we want to make sure we fall short by falling short to the moon. So if we want to reach to the stars, let's go to the moon. Let's make sure that we're doing everything under the sun. So what am I saying about that? Like today, okay? Today we had an off day. We got to make sure that we get back to business and making those daily and monthly deposits. We got to make sure we're making the necessary deposits when we're out there on the field, helping us to improve so we can be at our best when those opportunities present itself. Yes, I have no problem with what Pat said. Jody Fortson now for a couple of training camps. Started out as a tight end, back to wide receiver, and now he's back to tight end. Where is he in his development? And, and tell me if my eyes are deceiving me out there, but he seems to be making quite a few plays. You know what? Jody's doing a heck of a job. And obviously he's benefiting because he's had an offseason where he can go out there and work. 
right? And then on top of that, he has an opportunity to come back after going through that process of having the offseason of OTAs and going out here for training camp. And Jody has made the necessary steps to help put him in position to make, you know, some tough decisions around here. So at the end of the day, we want Jody to continue to work. Now, obviously, everything changes when we put the pads on, but we want him to continue being who he is and making sure that he understands that every play is by far the most important on a day-to-day basis. How much would you like to see him also contribute on special teams? I would love to. And, and understand this. I always tell these young guys every single day, all right, <laughs> there's an imaginary sign at the front door in, uh, in, in Kansas City, and there's an imaginary sign right outside that locker room hiring all positions. Okay? So make sure when you step out in that, that locker room, when you put on that uniform, you're interviewing for a job. So every opportunity you have an opp- to go out there and show something, put it on tape. Tomorrow when you, you, you do get the pads on with the new offensive line guys across the board, what are you looking for? I mean, is communication the most important part? Are you looking for attitude? What do you really need to see? It, it's all that. You want to see these guys communicate at all levels. On top of that, you want to see them line up and play hard together. You want to see them strain the finish. But it's, it's one thing about an offensive line group, they all have to work on gelling and making sure that they're on the same page. I will say this, they got a heck of an O-line coach that's done a heck of a job with them. So far, so good. When we come out here tomorrow with the pads on, you know, now we continue to roll. <laughs> Darius Shepard played at Blue Springs High and North Dakota State. After appearing in 14 games over two seasons with the Green Bay Packers, he's trying to stick with his hometown team. How does an Andy Reid practice compared to a Chris Kleiman practice? Man, I mean, we're out here working. It's kind of like a track meet with how much you throw the ball around. You know, Coach Kleiman, we're running the ball in that power system. So it's uh, it's fun to be out here throwing it around. Playing in Blue Springs, obviously, you know about the Chiefs, but did you ever reserve a chance when you thought yourself, I want to play for them, and then all of a sudden the reality comes true, and what are your thoughts now that you're here? Yeah, I mean, when you're in you know, second grade and teacher asks you what you want to do when you grow up, it's be a Kansas City Chiefs football player. So, you know, that was kind of the dream up until college, and I was kind of like, it doesn't really matter where I go. And then to get that phone call and, and to find out there's an opportunity, I was super excited to, to come be a part of this. You've gone from catching passes from Aaron Rodgers to now potentially with Patrick Mahomes. What's the difference in the velocity of the football, of yeah. different angle? I mean, what do you have to do as a receiver to, to adjust to his pros coming from Rodgers? I don't there's much to adjust to. I just think they're both, you know, top-level quarterbacks. They're both fierce competitors. It's, it's super exciting to play those high-level guys. It makes it a lot easier on receivers, too. You just get to be a sponge and take up their, like, you know, their knowledge and, and to be playing with them. It's really special. Um, with your dad, did you guys bond over the yeah, that's pretty much where I probably got it from is just, you know, he was a diehard Chiefs fan, so I kind of came along that way too. And, you know, we'd watch games on Sundays, talk about the different guys throughout the years, whether it was the Tony Gonzalez, Priest Holmes, Dante Hall, whoever, you know, just taking pieces of their game and trying to go emulate it in the backyard. Do you kind of think what he would think of, of you doing this? Yeah, I think he'd be super proud, man. I wish he could be up there watching. That'd be really cool. But uh, I'm trying to go out here and um, work each day and make my family proud. How many times did you see a game at Arrowhead as a kid? Uh, I probably came to maybe two. So not a lot of opportunities, but when I was there, it was really fun to, to soak it in and, and be that close to the action. It's like it's a really cool experience in Arrowhead. And getting to play there a couple of years back, that's probably my favorite game by far. Coming out of high school, when you don't have, you know, the top-level D1 offer, does this dream kind of, you know, take a back seat, or do you still think of, of the NFL concept? Um, I think you got to take it one day at a time at that point. You know, you can't look too far ahead. you got to be in the moment. So I knew if I went to North Dakota State, I'd have an opportunity if I took care of business. So I went, went there, tried to do my thing, and um, ended up here. So it's just one day at a time, really. 
for NFL receivers, I mean, you really have to put a lot of the work in during the, the offseason. What have you been doing the last few years? Because I know you've worked locally here, too, a little bit working out. Yeah, you know, normally I'm local in the offseason. I've gotten with a couple, couple quarterbacks. Um, that are local guys and thrown with them. And then uh, one of my really good friends is Devontae Bosby, who he was here in, I think, maybe 15. He plays for the Raiders now. We do a lot of work together since he's a DB, so it helps give me different looks. And he's been in the league a while, so I get some, some tips and experience from him. But just trying to stay sharp and always find ways to develop my craft each year. Are there specific things that you worked on for this season? Yeah, really just getting on better at my releases, route running, um, trying to increase speed. Uh, being in Green Bay Devontae Adams, I took a lot of tips from him. So trying to work on all those things. And now being here with these guys, it's, it's a lot more to learn, too. Competition right now, obviously, at the wide receiver position is pretty deep. What do you need to do between now and August 31st to prove to the Chiefs, hey, I belong here? Yeah, I think I just need to show up each day, be consistent, um, handle my business, and, and make plays that come my way. You mentioned Devontae Adams. Did you pay attention to all that drama going on with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, or was that just out of sight, out of mind? Out of sight, out of mind, man. We're Kansas City Chiefs now. We're here to win the Super Bowl. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Pickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus additional stories that appear only on the website, and they're posted first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. And what a great time to subscribe. Read about what's going on with the Chiefs at training camp, the Royals, the college teams, a lot of news with the colleges. Our soccer teams, did you see what Sporting did last night, the 4-1 to victory at LAFC? And much more. So how do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of the offers, you just send me an email, bkirkhoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. So whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Friday with another episode.